What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a very special friend, a Spider-Man fanatic, actor, writer, director, Mark Anthony Saria. What's going on? What is up, man? You know, I had to show up with the full-on costume, man. There's no way I'm talking about this and not showing you my diamond-piercing nipples through this shirt. Wait, that's a costume? I thought you were actually Spider-Man. What are you talking about? You're absolutely right. You're not from another multiverse? Come on. Anyone Spider-Man? Spider-Man. You're absolutely we're, we're gonna right. get into we're gonna get into this movie but uh that was one of the uh kind of like uh common themes in the in the movie like uh the the idea uh, of the character right um that anyone can take upon take up that uh that ma- that the mantle. heroic mantle and yeah. uh you know become uh this famous character that we all love and uh care about right um so we're here for spider-man no way home uh, Mark Anthony, sorry, and I uh, did a podcast earlier about our predictions, and I would say quite frequently, uh, more so on Mark Anthony, sorry aside, because he did quite extensive research before uh, that podcast, um, predicted a lot of things that happened in the movie, uh, so much so that, uh, anyway, we're getting into spoiler territory, so I just should do a huge disclaimer before I discuss any further um, spoiler territory. Uh, if you're watching spoiler this, alert. you're listening to this. What's up? As a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, uh, please, please, please uh, keep an open mind that we will be discussing things that might uh, piss you off if you didn't watch the movie yet. <laughs> so having said that, um, this was everything I hoped uh, it to be. Um, I'm sure it was the same for you, Mark Anthony Saria. You know, you and I uh, share our love for the character, our affinity for it. Um, We've been uh, advocates of, you know, the MCU. Uh, we've been advocates of what they could do with this character. And I'm just so happy uh, that I've got a chance to witness this uh, phenomenon because everyone around the world is talking about this. And yeah, so I want to know from you, what, are you, were you, what was your initial reaction when you were watching this film after finishing it? Oh, man. Well, it was a buildup because I... Well, living out of this city now, it's a little bit easier to get tickets right. uh, for like opening day things or big things. Um, I know uh, a few of my friends that were in the city trying to get tickets uh, in Toronto. Tickets went sold out like within hours. Of, Bro, I was uh, one of those guys. Man. I, yeah, I went as Young and Dundas. And uh, yeah, you're right. Like if you if you didn't get it within the hour, you were done. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Seats were going as I was purchasing the ticket so yeah. uh, we ended up uh, finding a spot out here um, we watched it Thursday nights so that so the night before it dropped worldwide right. um, and that that was necessary man I I already had little bits of the movie spoiled for me before it even surfaced uh, or before it even got released worldwide so it was to my own detriment and uh, my own fiendish activity online that um, <laughs> I did spoil a s- moment of this, but it was not anything that I didn't truly feel was going to happen anyway. So uh, it was just like a little, uh, little hint, but um, leaving it, man, it was, it had me in awe, man. It was really just, they captured the energy of these characters and at the stages that they would be at now, right? Like yeah. it's, um, and it's funny to see Toby uh, and, and, and Andrew, their banter together, and they had a lot of scenes together. And uh, I liked that they met first before all coming together. Um, I think just the way that they executed that um, was different than I thought, but it was in the way that the storytelling unfolds in this movie, the way the characters are written, the way, uh, closure actually ends up uh, coming through to like the likes of Andrew Garfield and his character that was um, cut off before his story was ended right there was little bits of each of the souls of each of the Spider-Man movies in there and it, yeah. that's the nostalgia that that just rips you apart man so I left yeah, they- man it met my expectations it was it met the hype I met the That's hype for sure. Felt. And the hype yeah. was ridiculously high. The, the hype was ridiculously high. Um, some say you've said it to me many times that uh, quite potentially, quite 
might become a reality uh, it beating Endgame. A lot of people are already discussing like this felt even more hype than Endgame uh, because from my knowledge, this has never been done before. Like bringing in characters that have played uh, iconic superheroes uh, from other actors and putting them into one movie, but also acknowledging it in a cohesive, plausible way, right? Because that's exactly. the one thing that we're forgetting is that it's not like they just showed up. Um, there was the whole thing that they worked in with Doctor Strange and it's believable for me because I know that he um, dabbles with like, you know, magic and other dimensions and things like that. So it's possible to bring it in, uh, bring it, bring these other characters. Um, it was very exciting for me as well. Uh, the reaction in my theater, I don't know if it was the same for you. Like everyone was applauding and, you know, screaming at the, uh, the screen and just reveling in the moment. Um, these characters, I even, uh, <laughs> you know, proudly say like I got choked up. Uh, seeing Toby because it reminded me when I was eight years old right and I first saw like Spider-Man and uh, it brought me back like the feeling of those movies uh, but I think it was even more emotional for me because they um, stayed true to the promise well they didn't really promise anything but just the way the trailers and the marketing was done uh, and you and I both discussed this in the prediction video you know it was necessary it was so imperative that they brought these characters back um, not only for fan service right but to make for a cohesive story, right? And in, in, at the end of the day, like it would make sense if you're opening up the multiverse, you need to acknowledge that there's other people that played Spider-Man. Um, and it's crazy because like reflecting on the movie and before coming onto this podcast, I was thinking to myself, you know, other than the fact that again, fan service and, you know, the hype and the, the vanity, like, oh my God, like it's Spider-Man, whatever, like all, all the actors are there you know, for the sake of tapping into our nostalgia. The reason why it worked, again, on multiple levels, but one of them being the whole essence of Spider-Man is that anyone can become a hero, right? And this was going back to like Spider-Man 2 when Aunt May says to him, you know, I believe there's a hero in all of us, right? And I just love that revelation that Tom Holland's character had, right? And the other characters around him, that it's like, there's no one Peter Parker, there's no one Spider-Man. You know, there's nothing special about you. Um, as harsh as that may sound, it's just the reality. There's nothing special about any of us, right? We're all unique in our own ways, but we can all become whatever we set our minds to. And it was just so touching to see, like, you know, all these characters that we grew up with, uh, that we respect, that inspired us, uh, whether it's from a storytelling angle, a filmmaking angle, you know, just to see them back on the screen, man. And uh, like you said, interacting with the villains and, you know, uh, shooting the shit, as I say, because that's essentially what they were doing. I think a lot of scenes were improvised, um, especially the climactic scene. Um, so it was just amazing, an amazing um, time, you know, to be alive and to be able to witness this uh, come together, because I want to say this, no one, you probably won't believe me. And maybe you will because you're my friend. But I was the one years ago, when I was talking with friends, and they were, they announced like Tom Holland is a new Spider-Man. I was saying to them, you know, I remember hearing in the comic books that there's a multiverse and, you know, it'd be sick as if they bring them all together, right? Like all the actors and, you know, people would brush me off, like it's not going to happen, whatever, like it's too much money. It's like, you know, it's just a lot of legalities and stuff. And I said, yeah, you're probably right. Like, cause Hollywood at the end of the day, right? Like it's just a lot of work and effort to put, bring everyone back together and uh, make it cohesive. So just the idea that they were, they executed on this, uh, this notion that I had, um, you know, just looking back, it's like, yeah, it's surreal, man. It's surreal. Yeah, man. The way it's, and you know what, that this would have never happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for everything that has transpired in like the last year between the relationship between Sony and Disney, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Do you remember when uh, there was that moment in time where I think it was like after uh, Infinity War Endgame, they were going to take Spider-Man back. And there was all this yeah, I remember controversy that, about them pulling Spider-Man out, and and um, yeah, I remember that. Actually. Then now, yeah. then now, after the fact, they um, there are there's like speculation that that was like a publicity stunt to like mm -hmm. bring attention, right? But uh, the other half of that uh, coin is that there were like negotiations that weren't being met. Uh, Sony was trying to, uh, well, Marvel was trying to buy uh, Spider-Man back. Uh, and this is around the time when they were reacquiring like the Netflix properties, they were reacquiring um, uh, X-Men, Fantastic Four. 
um, and they wanted to get Spider-Man back. And Sony was not like allowing that. That's like their biggest IP. And um, uh, they ended up coming to a deal where now it's like a cooperative sort of thing. And now with like the success of the MCU and if it wasn't for the success of the MCU, I do not think this would have ever happened. No, because no. Sony wants money. They're yeah, a fucking cash cow that has yeah. like the most. <laughs> That's um, their business model, right? Make as much money, know, and Disney as well, right? Like they're 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 no uh, you know free spirited, uh, socially responsible kind of company. They they also are looking for a profit. You know, and it um, seems like they found a solid middle that DC hasn't found between fan service and mm-hmm. legitimate quality storytelling yeah storytelling and profit so they're meeting all these things and like warner brothers is botching their movies in order to make some sort of money and keep it like as cookie cutter as possible well Uh, the vibe i get with warner with like dc warner brothers whatever have you is they're trying too hard like they they're contriving these stories um like i just saw the trailer for the next batman like yeah that looks great probably gonna watch it you know me but it's like there's a part of me that it's like uh is it really necessary to have another batman like why don't we wait it out a bit more you know i'm sure robert pattinson's gonna do a great job but you know uh, they're trying to just, they're trying so hard to push through the snyderverse stuff man they're just like they yeah, want to scrap that right. whole yeah. they want to scrap they that are. whole universe they want to and... they want to wash the palette yeah they want to yeah. they want to uh move on from it for sure because it was it was an era right it was a brief period where they um we're competing or attempted to compete with the MCU. Um, the difference is with the MCU, um, whether you have issues with it, you know, whether you say it's a formulaic or paint by numbers, there's at least thought put into it in the sense that things are connecting. Um, like when I watch these movies, I actually like try to challenge them and say, wait, how is this possible? This can, oh, okay, okay, that's right. Because in that movie, they explained it and then they disclosed it. Um, kind of like what you were saying with Disney Plus, right? Like the What If series is canon. Yeah, and which we'll discuss. I don't want to keep jumping around, but that's okay. But but let me just touch on just that moment that you just um, to your point of uh, of uh, wait a second. What was that thing they just said (laughs) with Disney uh, with uh, like studios? You know, being greedy with profit, and they're trying to like the DC was trying to compete with MCU and MCU moving on, moving on. It's, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. No There's worries. Thoughts. So I want to know, like, so the theater reaction, right. Was hype aftermath. Like, what did you do? I want to know, like in the life of sorry. like, what happened? Like, were you with your girl? Like, did you, did you like dress yeah, up as Spider-Man and say, I got to go kick some ass in an alleyway. Like what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went with my girl and I was wearing this underneath Ah, uh, something else. I was hoping so, you like, would be rocking it. Oh man, I was so close. I was. Oh, okay, it was okay, too okay. cold. It was too cold. I needed to have. No, no, no. Right, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I had this thing and I zipped it down. But it was funny because when I got <laughs> to the theater, uh, I was. Uh, we were like, you know, doing the vaccination thing, whatever. And, nice, and nice. Um, then there, I was giving, I was showing him my, my vaccination, and he sees the Spider-Man shirt, like, hey. like that much of it showing. Yeah, yeah, shirt. yeah. And then and he I showed him like. <laughs> he looked at it he's like i got you boy <laughs> he leaned in he's like i got you and i'm like you're damn right and I just yeah, yeah, right? but there was a few people that were dressed up in the theater which is great so i like oh yeah because you like, saw it midnight right first screen I, pretty much i saw yeah. it at 7 p.m the night before so it wasn't Shit. super super late but uh yeah that's actually perfect yeah i i cannot see a movie past seven anymore <laughs> i get oh, yeah I, you'll, you'll you'll actually knock out eh Man, I used to have so much pride in not doing that, and or I'm, I'm just so exhausted that I'm not even taking it in at a certain no, point. No, I believe you, man. You no, know I what I mean? So seven o'clock is a perfect movie for me. Watched my perfect movie at the perfect time. I was enjoying it thoroughly all the way through. Um, but my theater man, I was so happy to be so enthusiastic. And mm-hmm. typically I watch these movies in the city and there's always an energy in the city. Right. So yeah. uh, watching this, uh, my first Marvel movie outside of the city, I was nervous that it was going to be more low key, that it was yeah, gonna be yeah, like subdue, yeah. a little bit, but it wasn't. And I was happy. There was like dudes beside me that we, like, we were like, 
uh, like it felt like we knew the same things. Oh, that's amazing. Like yeah. Oh, so you had like a little bit of a, uh, a pre-talk like, before that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause the dude said, Oh, he's like, fuck, I saw spoilers. And like, we started talking, like we knew about like what was happening. So, so oh, I always uh, said it, man, if you were, if you were closer to me, I definitely would be going to the movies with someone like, oh, you. Man. like to watch oh, man, you have to. I think we would Bro. go there an hour early just to talk about everything. A hundred percent. And like, that's yeah. what I want, man. I want to be with people in an environment that I can talk about it because yeah. it's, like in this community of nerd like it's it's when you when like when you find the right ones and the people that you that share the same passion for uh for like certain stories in that lore it's it's um it's a special thing man it's a bond so and i like to have those talks afterwards to like like you were saying challenge certain things and challenge certain things about these movies and this is actually what i was wanting to touch on earlier when you said that you look back and you challenge certain elements of like oh wait how and then oh they explained that i was just watching i was watching uh far from home right. like hours before i was after before we went yeah sorry, same. hours before we went to the theater of course. and i was watching it and i was like wait a second I was like seeing plot holes for a second. I was like, wait, how is Mysterio and his drones, if it's an illusion, actually creating real damage? If it's supposed to just be an illusion. And like I was watching half this movie and I was like, really just like not getting past that. Not invested. Yeah. Yeah. But then the moment that you see Mysterio turn like halfway through the movie when he's like all of a sudden, big surprise, (laughs) Mysterio's a bad guy. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Play the Spider-Man 2 video game, PS2. (laughs) Right. So he reveals that he was working with somebody from the first Iron Man movie who was able to weaponize the drones in order to make the damage. So I was watching this movie. I'm like, wait, how are they making real damage if this is like that's what tripped me out. That's what tripped me out too. Yeah. But then he went on to explain that the drones were also weaponized in order to create the damage and to make it feel. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so, all synchronized. Yeah. So that was, was one of those moments where I was like, wait, how does that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of problems. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with that movie and I'm sure we can pick it apart. And, you know, just, it's funny that you bring that movie up uh, because call it a solo capa, whatever the hell you want to call it. But uh, after watching this film, it was such an impact and uh, made me just like fall in love with the character all over again, like Spider-Man and just the it, idea of, uh, yeah. It felt like it revitalized these franchises. Do you know how much love I'm seeing online for Andrew Garfield? Yeah. And he yeah, was I mean, but previously but the most shit on one. Yeah, of course. And that's why there was a lot of, we'll, we'll talk about the Easter eggs, but um, like the whole thing about, you know, why they had those quips, like why they had those, those pieces of dialogue where he's like, would you, like Toby goes, would you stop, like, you know, work on the self-talk, like stop, you are amazing, you know it, whatever, right? Yeah. And he's like, thanks. He's like, that's meta. That's, that's not the character talking. That's, that's uh, Andrew Garfield speaking to, speaking like exactly. uh, the actor who played Spider-Man. It was so cool. Like it was working on so many different levels. <laughs> and that was exactly yeah. what you needed to do with this movie. Like it'd be stupid not to like take advantage or capitalize on those things, right? Exactly. Um, and by the way, before yeah, we move from that particular moment, yeah, that moment where they're having that conversation is the exact moment where, uh, where Andrew Garfield's on the scaffolding. That was yeah, the I image know. that Everything, was yeah. that was the image that leaked that everyone was like, oh, is it real? Is it fake? It was that exact moment. He's like hanging there. I'm like, that's the fucking screenshot. And you were right and there. you were backing and you were backing it up too. Like you weren't uh, skeptical or anything. Like you were like, nah, that's real, man. I'm telling you. And you yeah. even said it was Toby's hands in the frame, and I was like, yeah, wow. that bro, that was him. He was right there, fucking telling him. He's well, how like, many movies have you watched where it's like? things were photo you realize oh that was photoshopped that was fake that was exactly. whatever and it was like no it's like everything that was leaked even that shot of like to like all three of them together like standing oh. and they're all like bleeding and stuff like that was real i thought that was a fake shot like someone superimposed the only reason why i thought yeah. it was wasn't fake is because if you look at that photo uh toby mcguire looks significantly older and he is like yeah. his hair is different so you could tell like it's real time um but anyway that's great to hear man like i'm so happy like the expectations were met uh, same with me as well. Um, superseded it. I think for a lot of people is refreshing after like you were describing far from home. Um, I am a fan of the MCU. Like I think they did a marvelous job, no pun intended, with the whole like 22 films. But you know me, like I have my issues with them. Like I just feel it's formulaic, it's paint by numbers, and it could get tiresome. However, with this one, it did feel fresh, it did feel unique uh, in its own way. Um, I think part of it was because we had uh, two characters that were outside of the universe. I think that, to be honest, was so refreshing, like just hearing the line, you know, 
oh, were you in a band, the Avengers? It's like, no, um, that, that like, cause we're so used to this, everything's connected. Right. Um, but I want to know, were there any parts for you that were kind of lackluster, you know, didn't really hype you up. Like, we're kind of like, ah, like, you know, they were slow. What are your thoughts? Um, so there are a couple of specific parts. Okay. And I'm going to start with the biggest one. Okay, and sure. I, I might agree and, on some, let's see. <laughs> so I'm going to preface this by saying, I understand in the context of how they presented these characters, why they made certain decisions, but I'm going to, um, I'm going to back that with my expectations that I sort of had um, of this. And it was Toby's entrance actually. And I okay. was, so the entrance of the Spider-Mans in general, um, I think could have been way more epic. Yeah. I think that, uh, that it came at a good time. It was right after Aunt May's death. And like, right when you're at the lowest part of the movie in terms of like emotion and like literally the hero, like what he's going through, he's at the lowest part, no hope. And then these heroes come in. I think that was a great time for them to come in. But I think that it was just kind of like in an effort to keep Ned and MJ as in the movie as possible to give Ned magic powers all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, and then he's there's also a practical, access. from a filmmaking perspective, I'll tell you something. There's also a practical reason uh, why they did it. Um, again, I could be wrong, but this is just speculation. The amount of hype, right, um, around this movie um the you know uh possibility of it being leaked right as we've seen with just two images like i don't even know how that's possible like they must have been freaking out they probably said to themselves instead of shooting it on a soundstage or you know in some studio where there's going to be other spectators we'll shoot it in a house right so it's confined and we can keep it secret you know what i mean yeah um Another testament, well, like another uh, argument I would say, and I've heard a lot of reviewers say this, and it's something that, again, I, as a director, I pride myself on this, is a testament to the director, like style. Not saying John Watts isn't a great director, like there's a lot of scenes in this movie I really enjoyed, more so than any other, the other two films he's done. Like the whole spider yeah. sense when he figures out Goblin is yeah. like up to something, Oof. that was just beautiful, like the way that it was drawn was... out like that. Yeah, because he was, was he was in the room with him, but I love how it's like, because I thought he was going to go to the next room and like say, Electra, what are you doing? But I yeah. love the revolving shot. Like he followed him and you see in the background, he's blurred yeah. out and then he moves around and he's trying to figure out. And then he just like, like does the, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then it's, it's like, he figures it out and he looks at him and he's like, why would you do it? Right. And he like, cause he can read, he, not, he doesn't read minds. He just senses Bro. why he's evil. Right. And anyway, and it, hold on, it, hold on. It added more. Want, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just want to say this. I want to say, I agree with you with the entrance and you're right. Like when I watched the audience reaction, I was watching before the podcast because I want to like just to get bring me back to that moment of uh, ecstasy, <laughs> just euphoria, like just love loving, uh, you know, just seeing these characters uh, be on screen. They could have done it definitely more special. I think what would have been really cool is if Ned, because they still needed to bring them into the world, right? So you can't just have them like pop in. You have to establish that they're entered. So Ned and MJ could have been like trying it but you just see the reaction on their face like okay we tried oh that doesn't work let's try it over here do you know what i'm talking about yeah so you well, see they were the reaction already, they were already in the world they, oh, they just were okay so yeah they weren't brought into oh okay. no they no were just like so, lingering around new york so they were in new york and then they were able to access that and then that's why when andrew comes it. in so he that goes, been he, perfect yeah yeah he's like oh i've been here for a day i have no idea like like he full-on says and he kind of okay finds the, you're him. right you're right so then, right? then then having said that you're right back to your point they should have like more more of an epic like i get it some people could say like it's too but that's cinema like you need that, that yeah moment. like it's emotion right like there's a Can reason i tell why you my expectations for it yeah 100 i i think yeah go ahead go ahead and then i'll discuss my because <laughs> uh, because this is in part like of my uh response to what kind of griped me about it but when uh when they dropped a couple of clips in promotion for this movie they dropped mm -hmm. um this clip of an extended uh scene of doc ock um and spider-man on the bridge and you can hear in the background, like the score, you can hear a mix of like the Doc Ock's OG theme yeah. kind of remix in, right? And hearing that, I was like, shit, they're bringing back the score. Like they're making this feel proper. So I had imagined from that point on that 
the entrance of the individual Spider-Mans would be individual and right, that they would, they would swing themes. in. They would swing yeah. in on a remix version of their theme, yeah. which yeah. is what I was wanting. I wanted to hear that fucking OG Danny Elfman uh, score for, for um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I wanted some, yeah. and I had it in my mind that Spider-Man was going to be on his last, like kind of like when, uh, when uh, in Spider-Man 3, the OG, when uh, Spider-Man's like, by the neck with venom getting slammed by uh by by the sandman he's about to like take his last punch and then harry comes uh as the yeah, goblin comes and, in and saves, saves him. him yeah and that's what i kind of wanted i wanted that moment for yeah. tom and then yeah. andrew and a thing coming in with their spider sense and like they felt like something was drawing them towards or they just simply watched the, the news Statue and they Liberty. saw this catastrophe and they're like uh we're spider-man we should go check it out you that's know, what i wanted up at the same time that's the what only i wanted now that you're discussing this like great only reason why in my opinion i think it would have not worked because it's tricky right it's a balance the important the reason why they set them up at the house is because they were building up to the fight so it allowed for that dialogue and those characters to like talk to each other instead of just being thrown into the fight the only way it would work is if there was another action sequence that they still needed to do you know what i mean and maybe they lost that first one because they have that conversation about not knowing how to teamwork together i love this brainstorming what it is is that yeah they would lose and say guys i don't know about you but i've never like fought fought on a team before right and then that's where they could do that whole scene and stuff like that yeah Yeah. it's it's a it's a balance right because i was even telling my dad i'm like i'm a crazy guy right so it's like i want more like you know them on the screen talking shooting the shit like you know you know just like become being spider-man together but like he was telling me like it would have been a bit over the top like fan service like uh at the end of the day it is tom holland's movie um and they got to respect like people of the trilogy but um yeah i 100 percent agree with you like from a filmmaking style um if you watch my content like i'm all about that right um just how characters are introduced and things like that it was like fun and, and um like the andrew garfield one i didn't mind like that was like for one, but then yeah. for Toby, it was like, I don't know. Like this is the original. This is the first time Spider-Man was ever on screen. Like the original. He walked Spider-Man, in all confused, right? bro. He walked in confused. He's like, oh, this closed. And I'm like, and oh, hold on. I did. Okay. To give it, to give it some credit to the director. I read something somewhere where apparently they did it like his intentions, like how he saw it. The director is he wanted uh, to like, kind of introduce, like establish the characters as like humble. Cause that's what spider-man is they're not they're not like iron man like iron man always comes in like you know with the suit like back in black <laughs> you know <laughs> like exposure <laughs> in the background and, stuff. and he's always like yeah you know uh did the bill come yeah <laughs> but with but with spider-man it's like he would show up like i kind of give it a pass because it's like he would it's spider-man right he's a dorky guy he would show up like that um but what i'm saying is that the director apparently his intention what i read somewhere could be wrong but this is what i read uh andrew garfield show up with the spider-man suit because the fan fan community film community whatever have you collectively agree that he was more the better uh the best spider-man suit. right he was a better spider-man right like the quippy you know smart ass kind of character um who was kind of who had like a dark edge to him right uh that's what i admired about the andrew garfield version but peter parker right they believe was more the toby Maguire, right like the, the innocent big-hearted wide-eyed like doesn't you know when he puts on the suit, you you feel like he's heroic, right? He's more of a mature version of Spider-Man, right? Um, so that's that's why I'll give it a pass. Like, it's forgiving that way. But nevertheless, man, like, uh, I don't know. I just, just seeing them come back, I think for me, like, I didn't really care how they were introduced. The fact that they just brought him back. Yeah, yeah it was, at, it was epic day, regardless. Yeah, and no, I I'm think... saying, like, yeah, they could have easily, like, not had them and say some bullshit, like, oh, we were only able to get the villains and, like, it's Tom Holland's movie. I don't know, like, something crazy. <laughs> I was going to say that, uh, well, I'll, I'll get to this point, but um, um, with Toby, it was going to be epic regardless. Uh, but I think part of my expectation of where I felt that energy was going to come from, I thought they were going to de-age because they took these villains from those moments in those movies that I think I kind of just assumed that Spider-Man would be pulled from also that time, but instead they were, yeah, they manipulated their, their uh, faces. Right. Well, well, no, well, no. So what I was hoping was that it was going to be the iterations of them at that time. um, Because that's when the villains were pulled, they were pulled from the moments just before they died 
in the original movies they were in. So I thought that the Spider-Men were also going to come in from that same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the villains gotcha. were from that time. And then the no, Spider-Men you're right. Were like I, I think no, and, that's, and that's, and that's something that I wanted to discuss with you. We'll, we'll get into that now uh, that we established like the one thing I wanted to mention though, before I move on is in my opinion, I enjoyed, you know, the characters being on screen together and, you know, the villains and things like that. But the set piece, like the climactic battle, I think could have been much better. Um, I didn't like it at the Statue of Liberty. It looked ugly, like the VFX. And was that just me? Like, yeah, no, it's scaffold. It, like, I don't know. It, it felt, it felt very basic. Set. It didn't seem stylistic. Yeah. Like right? it was very dark and like, I couldn't really see the characters. Like, yeah, it, it was a little, it was anticlimactic of a, of a location. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but um, my, honestly, to have Andrew and, and, and uh, Toby in this movie isn't even the best part of this movie. It's like the final hurrah of the movie, but like the way yeah. the villains interact to your point, man, yeah. was incredible. Like the way that they brought the energy back to those characters, the way... Uh, they kind of remixed them uh, like right after the, the, the bridge fight when Doc Ock absorbs uh, Peter's nanotech and he's like fully aware that he's like, Oh, yeah. nanotech, like, 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 like he knows what it is. Right. And uh, then, to- then uh, Tomsy would actually control him because his suit's able to detect that the nano is like integrated into something else. I saw yeah, that was I, very I, clever. I like that. Right. And There's a way like, of restraining him. Right. Yeah. yeah, and and each of the villains after they were caught by uh, by Spider Man um, after um, Doctor Strange gives him that uh, that thing to capture them. Gadget, um, yeah, yeah. Like they all, even though they're from different universes, like they all know each other. Like Electro knew Doctor Connors, and he knew that he was existing. But then they already established as well that like these universes don't have certain things that other universes have. So like. Um, uh, Tom didn't have Oscorp, right? Yeah. Uh, his line, his timeline doesn't have Oscorp yet. Anyway. Um, yeah. The other Spider-Man didn't have the Avengers, right? And like there are like some key differences. They right? also didn't have. They also didn't have magic, which is what I love. Like that throwaway line when he's like magic. What like Doc Ock? Yeah. Like magic. What is this a birthday party? Because people forget when you watch the superhero movies of the past, like they didn't have this huge MCU like in- integrate all these different uh, storylines together right it was just a simple story so really really cool to see that uh that throwaway line um, yeah from doc Ock himself but um who's your favorite villain i want to in, just in, in, in interject yeah yeah before for we sure. get into anything well, else we're getting into we're like about no no for sure we're getting into like now uh, easter eggs and moments that stood out uh so basically like yeah 100 with regards to you know the villains uh interacting my favorite villain uh very, very uh, interesting that you asked because I've never thought about it. <laughs> I think it's a combination of Doc Ock. Probably more so Doc Ock. Like, I just enjoy the whole um, design of him. Um, also him mm. as a character. Um, Flint Marco is not bad. I enjoyed, like, his backstory. Um, just how he's such an honest character. Like, he's not a villain, right? Uh, he's just a man with bad luck, as he says yeah. in the movie. Um, what did you think of Goblin, man? Yeah, Goblin killed it. Uh, Willem Dafoe, credit to that. I think he um, won up his performance. He did. He did. They said, apparently He's, they said like he re- he did even more like because he had so many takes and like raw footage. Like I was just reading stuff. Like he really like sold. Like they just had to use. They could only use so much, right? But apparently he went all in like, for this performance. Um. Yeah, he uh, he killed it. Like you know, it's it's no surprise to me, right? It brought me back to like the first movie, and um, you know, just the spirit of the character, the bringing back that energy, um, and it was so fitting. Like he would be the one to kind of thwart uh, Tom yeah. Holland's plan, right? Because he is. People don't. I don't know if they know or some people don't realize. Uh, he's the arch nemesis. He's considered like the art, like the Joker to like Spider Man, right? Um, so wait, just before you continue, there yes, you're, yeah. you're talking about the Joker how reminiscent is that scene when Peter's punching him in the face and he's just laughing? Yeah. That's, 100%, a, that's yeah. straight out of the dark night. Man. Yeah. And they definitely took it from there. Right. <laughs> Obviously it wasn't the same scene. Right. Obviously not, but just like the punching and the but laughing. The punch, and those punches were visceral, man. Like I was watching them like, damn. And uh, I felt that. Right. And that, I, again, another moment where we're just jumping into these moments that we love. 
uh, that climactic scene where he's punching the shit out of Goblin. And, you know, Tobey Maguire looks at Garfield and they both nod their head, right? Because this is what I was saying from the predictions, or I don't know if I mentioned it, or I always been talking about with friends is because they're, they're older, right? You should have that like older brother, like, you know, uh, guidance. And the way they looked at each other and how he jumps in and he stops him with the glider, he matured, right? He's the oldest Spider-Man out of all of them, right? He's been doing it for a long time. And Tom Holland is juvenile, right? He, he's uh, still growing. He's still maturing to become Spider-Man. Uh, this is why a lot of people argue on the internet. This is why I think I had like a shopping spree and I just bought all the Spider-Man movies because I started to see, maybe wanted to see uh, the story, the whole story realized overall is that Tom Holland was never supposed to come across as like the one and only Spider-Man, like the true Spider-Man. He was supposed to come across as someone that was becoming Spider-Man, if that makes sense. So that's why in the movies, he does things that aren't reminiscent of Spider-Man or that's why people in the comic book community say that's not what Spider-Man would do. It's like, you're right, it's not. But I think that maturity as displayed in the ending of this movie showcased, um, you know, him coming together, him like those values coming to fruition yeah uh, which i'll discuss my next moment that i absolutely love this is what i think sealed it for me because you know me i'm a fan of visual storytelling as much as i love my dialogue when you can tell it convey it visually it's beautiful right uh when he comes back to the shop you know as we know in the movie uh you know he has to one of the stipulate <laughs> one of the drawbacks of uh you know sealing the universe uh, right uh from more kind of villains or other spider-man coming into their universe he had to basically have his friends forget about him or anyone that he ever existed right that that knew him forget who he was and he would have to start fresh um by helping them remember and he goes at the end of the movie and he tries his best you know he goes to the the bakery shop and i love how he starts off he's like he has cue cards he's ready to like you know convince them like i'm your friend and i'll be honest man like i didn't know how they were going to take it like what direction because again disney and like we can't we need we need them to be friends i don't know right and I thought it was going to be one of those things where like, he's going to try and tell them. And she, cause Zadaya, like her character, MJ, uh, she's very one note. She's very like, um, you know, dry cutthroat. So I imagine something like, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. Like, could you, could you leave now? You're making me uncomfortable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then he would be leaving brokenhearted. Right. But they took it one step further. They took it to another level. They took it to a level of what, who Peter Parker is and the emotional weight. And they're talking and she, he sees the bandaid on the forehead and he goes, oh, like, you, how'd you get that? And he's like, oh, I, you know, I just got hurt, whatever. And, and she's like, it still hurts sometimes, but it's getting better. And he nods his head and he puts the cue cards away and he's like, and he looks at his friend and he realizes, Raimi trilogy, no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, it's the ones I love who will always be the ones you pay. And just like saying those words like choke me up because going back, to the roots of the characters that's spider-man that's why spider-man is so loved by everybody it's not because he's stylistic and you know flashy with the colors and you know amazing you know powers yeah of course we all want to like swing and we all make that sound every chance we get but it's because he's relate like he's a self-sacrificing guy that it's not fantastic to be spider-man if you think about it you know he everyone who's around him everyone who he associates with uh will be in harm's way like his aunt may and he has to make that ultimate decision the mature decision which is why again i love these movies and why i think back to your notion of they're doing like three separate trilogies of like teenager 20s and then like in his 30s whatever um that would make so much sense in retrospect when you watch when they make those movies down the road it's looking back it's like how much he's grown right he was a kid right he was a kid when can I interject as well? This. Yeah, hundred percent. I'll let you. I know I, I'm going on a rant here, but please. No, sorry. no worries. No, of yeah. course. Uh, well, that's the passion, man. Um, but uh, but this is what people are saying about this trilogy, the one that just capped off now. That people are calling this the perfect Spider-Man trilogy, and I'll tell you why they're saying okay. that. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Something that tell was me. sort of deciphered in the first movies of each of the previous ones was him developing his powers well him his origin developing his powers becoming spider-man by the end of the first movie right. what people are viewing this trilogy as is his journey to becoming spider-man in the first one i saw this i had seen this thing on instagram and it basically had each of the three of this um of this trilogy and 
what they represented to his growth. And the first one it said was just a kid who wanted to be an Avenger in the first one, in Homecoming. The second one was described as him owning the power that he has and becoming the hero. Right. And this movie was fully realizing himself as that hero and putting himself, putting everybody before himself and then making that ultimate sacrifice at the end, similar to Tony, right? so there's this arc across three movies of him becoming Spider-Man that I think, and to touch on sort of what you were talking about before, how like he was kind of making decisions that like Spider-Man wouldn't make yet, right? Because there was still that growth that I think was necessary for the character, which watching these Tom movies over with that context makes me enjoy it a little bit more because you're leaving each of the other Spider-Mans with like the full-on understanding that they know who they are as Spider-Man after the first one the second and third or whatever followed was like basically just another adventure but while he has his full self sort of intact but this was more of like a growth process over multiple movies and this is the one that made me appreciate Tom it made me team Tom basically this movie his depth the way that he portrayed the character um the the decisions they made with killing off aunt may instead of uncle ben you know they're releasing a spider-man fresh uh freshman year or something on um, yeah oh you heard that i was gonna bring on disney plus yeah that's amazing and it's, man and, and it's a prequel so i wonder yeah. if they're gonna touch on well that's when he gets uncle his powers ben, and like and like around that time well, i right? think they will they have like they have yeah. he can't ignore it and uh because when we see spider-man like tom holland version we get right into it like he already has the powers yeah. and Iron Man's trying to teach him how to like control. Them yeah. And, and I kind of it. assumed that he already had that great power comes great responsibility talk because I just thought they didn't want to do the, the uncle Ben thing again. So Same I thought here. they just yeah. jumped in, but then to know that when Aunt May dies, she delivers those words makes me think what happened to uncle Ben? <laughs> Did he just, no, cut? It's, it's, it's true. No. Cause I think in my opinion, like they'll probably touch on it more uh, in the streaming service, like the streaming series. But what I'm saying is, uh, I think that was the whole, look, just thinking about it, it's, 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 uh, whether it was intentional or not, it's genius. If you think about it, this whole like idea of the multiverse, uh, because they're able to retcon a lot of things, uh, that were, you know, supposed to be done, but weren't done on their part out of, out of, you know, trying new things, maybe laziness, whatever have you. And what I'm getting at is one could argue like in this universe, the Tom Holland universe, Ben Parker is just a guy like he doesn't really have that much of a say in Peter's life. And like, you know, Peter just got bit by a spider and like Iron Man was the mentor to him because that's how it's conveyed, Um, which is not bad. You know, that's, you know, that's his universe, right? That's, that's what you could argue. Uh, I think a lot of pushback, a lot of people say like high top films, what we watch is made a very good point. It's fine. Iron Man being a mentor, but it's not fine that he has so much of an influence over um, Peter Parker because yeah. that takes away the again essence of the character the ethos of um this character peter parker the individuality man the individuality yeah. but the idea is that it's not even that it's just like think about it right peter parker the, the reason why we so many kids look up to him so many kids want to be him is he comes from you know middle class family like you know humble family um that are just uh running on good values you know what i mean like core values that shape who Peter Parker is. Iron Man has good values, but he's also a billionaire playboy uh, narcissist, right? So it's kind of like, if Peter Parker's relying on this man to be a mentor, how does that feed into the idea of, you know, Peter Parker, Spider-Man being this friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, right? He's bigger than life. And that's not who Spider-Man is, right? Now, this is where art kind of, you know, clashes with culture and says like, well, who are we to decide who Spider-Man is, right? Like Spider-Man could be anything we want, as long as it's a cohesive interpretation but i think that's the important thing man is that like what you were saying is um looking at tom holland looking at the trilogy and this is why again i <laughs> buying all the bro think the 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 home videos man are going crazy like i bought a steelbook limited edition i ended up finding far from home because i collect right yeah and it's just like i'm a completist so it's like it makes sense to get that um only like 14 available i had to order from like a u.s amazon gone now they're going for like 80 bucks 100 bucks like i only got mine for 40 but like it's going to go up from there because everyone's going to have the same attitude i am they're going to watch it and say fuck it i'm going to watch you know buy all the movies and like you know 
know that well, bro, the like moment the they start the moment they start advertising this movie with toby and andrew in it the oh yeah 100 bro it's already the on moment Wikipedia they do that yeah like they're, they're ready to go but what i'm saying I, is like and and, the, and but this is what i mean by like it's genius is that it's not like they brought him back as like a cameo like just like oh hey it's the older guys or like you know what i mean like it's the other people that are spider-man they did it in a way that was believable like plausible like they did it in a way where if you watch all the spider-man films it would make sense like as you're watching it your brain's saying like these moments are happening in another timeline i don't want to get into science or anything like this i could be completely wrong again about this but i believe einstein uh even touched on that in his studies because he's considered you know one of the smartest men that ever lived that there are such a things as like parallel universes and dimensions and things like that. Did you hear about something like that or am I completely off? No, yeah, he did something. He said something about that. And I think how like, I don't know if he's the one who said that like time is like a loop and something. It's way, not linear. Like, yeah, it's all over. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like, that. then it goes on to another, uh, you know, level of reality where it's like, you watch it and you're like, well, this isn't just magic. Like this could be possible too. You know what I mean? Another yeah. universe, sorry, it could be black. <laughs> <laughs> and have hair. <laughs> and have hair. <laughs> you got hair, bro. <laughs> Yo, so, so, um, so yeah. So let's let's. I have. So let's go back. Down. Okay, yeah. Let's get into no Easter eggs. Yeah, let's. Okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. let's do well, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. So let's. So hold on, son. I just want to say before we continue, the moment I also appreciated, which you also touched on, was Aunt May, and I want to just say this is that weren't you saying in your head when she got up right you know how like she got up and she was bouncing around like oh my like my like my back like i'm okay i'm okay were you yeah. kind of like a little bit disgruntled like are you kidding like you're not gonna kill her off well yeah as dark as that sounds like think about what i'm saying like, no, from like a storytelling I, perspective right 100 percent. i like yeah. how they executed that though because it kind of like made you think like oh wait uh, but that actually happens also like people like when they are like in they're in shock or something yeah, the body yeah. like that is adrenaline and like it's yeah like, you're right their you're body right. like their going body into this emergency that, yeah. state and then it slowly settles in i like how they did that i can tell that yeah. it was improvised and it didn't feel scripted like you felt the pain of fear and you felt i didn't feel like i like sometimes i watch deaths on screen and i'm like that's fucking cheesy like yeah. this felt like organic and it felt uh real and i and i thought it was it was crazy man like the goblin coming through betraying and like just coming through as like the main villain of the movie being the one to like rattle everybody up you know what i mean like we don't need to be fixed uh we're like and we're not going home because we're gonna die like they're like the stakes in this movie were just incredible and you felt it from the villains that it wasn't like some lousy sort of motivation it was like they're gonna die it was a proper Spider-Man, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you feel the stakes, you feel the weight of everyone's decisions and it's to survive, right? But also it's, not... it's but, and, yeah, and yeah, back to your point, it's like, not only are they going home, but, you know, it's easy for Spider-Man to say like, you go home and live your life, you know, so I can live mine. It's a, yeah. But when you go home, like you live in glory, we don't live in glory, right? Yeah. We're either murdered or, or ridiculed. So yeah. it's like their motivation is to like stay in the, in that universe, but also retain their powers. Cause when they, they associate their powers with their identity their strength exactly. their strength right but their identity really right like that's why electro is like i'm going to be back to going to nobody which brings me to my next easter egg which is something we predicted i think or i mentioned quite many times to you is that they had to throw some black puerto rican kid or at least throwaway line because miles morales boys uh i watched a theater reaction to that and it was amazing like from people watching it in new jersey um yeah. and he goes and he goes yeah and he says the line and i'm like i knew it because again when you're in the film community like, you just know what's like you things that need to be done yeah and he goes to him he goes i was hoping you were black you know what i mean and he's like <laughs> oh there's gotta be a black spider-man yeah, like, it's okay there's gotta be a black <laughs> and i swear in that theater like that video reaction i watched everyone was like yeah there is <laughs> oh you know it was like, oh, yeah, you know yeah. It. yeah they were just like fucking going crazy and i was just like dying that's i'm like uh and, and that's what they're doing, man. They're, 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 uh, th that's the next step for Sony. That's right? um, Easter eggs, man. Easter eggs, man. Uh, even Daredevil, oh, another Easter egg, like uh, Daredevil, Charlie Cox. Sorry, was that cut off? Charlie Cox. Daredevil, bro. Oh, right. That's right. Char yeah. Bro. When Daredevil came on, so I didn't watch the show and I should, but when he came on what? the screen, I knew who he was, like from pop culture. And everybody, like, a clapped oh. in my theater, bro. 
bro, I knew for sure he was going to show up the day before because they dropped uh, the most recent episode of Hawkeye. Oh, and okay. they revealed Kingpin as the main yeah, bad guy. Yeah. So as oh, soon so as I seen that, I was like, so Daredevil showing Pin, up tomorrow. Is Kingpin from... Uh, he like was the main actor. bad guy he, 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 from yeah, the he, Netflix. He, but I'm saying he's in Daredevil. Yeah, because that's Daredevil's like arch nemesis, right? Yeah, Kingpin, yeah. 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 So this is amazing. I think what's next, like just because we're on the subject of like, you know, having all these characters thrown in is Deadpool. And I know that's already been announced, but I just want to see how that works in. They've already announced what movie he's coming in. Deadpool 3, isn't he making that or no? He is, but he's making an appearance in, um, in uh, Doctor Strange 2. That's initially. right. That's right. Yeah. That's going to uh, be wild, the, man. But they're saying he's going to be dropping, they're going to be dropping him in almost all of the movies as a, like a cameo. Oh, that's sick. Like he just like does a wink to the audience kind of thing. Yeah. Like he's just like a like Stan a Lee. fourth wall. Yeah. Like a yeah. Stan Lee. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. So that's, just make it. Yeah. Just make it plausible. <laughs> Don't he, make it random. Because he actually just confirmed that he just signed one of the biggest Marvel contracts ever given to an actor. Yeah. I believe it, man. He's a and, huge and, property, man. In terms of movie count, this yeah. is why they're saying like throw him into multiple projects just like the cameo. Um, if you think about it, man, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, like Ryan Reynolds, like he, it's almost like Iron Man, right? They're, they they realize like the actor is the them, character is bigger than the character, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like you need, as long as he's alive, like get him in as much as you can because he's a huge property. But On anyway, that note, man, like I just want to say uh, there's a lot uh, still to be made, <laughs> still to be created uh, with these uh, films. And Spider Man No Way Home just, it felt like as much of it was part of the MCU, it felt like it was on its own. You know, it felt like our movie, you know, like I mean, if you're a Spider-Man fan, if you're a fan of the character, yeah, you know, it didn't feel like it was part of this. It did. It is part of the bigger universe. You got Doctor Strange, but it really did feel for the first time in a while um, that it just wasn't part of anything bigger. It was like Doctor Strange was just there was as a Spider-Man a story. Yeah. Spider-Man, uh, Doctor Strange was there as a plot device and then everything else just that uh, transpired. Um, yeah was a consequence of it so yeah uh, i'm really happy that you came onto the podcast really happy that you're rocking the suit i'm so happy that it met your expectations um so happy we can have this conversation and uh we didn't you know have the film spoiled uh for us because i know how pissed we would have been i know you had like a minor spoiler but that was nothing compared to what we saw and um yeah guys if you haven't watched it yet go watch it spider-man no way home it's uh, quite a ride <laughs>